Welcome to this week's episode of Clear Talk. I'm thrilled today to have with me Brad Malone and Joel Harris from Navigate. We're going to talk about customer profitability. So Joel, are our best customers sometimes our worst customers? All too often, we think about our best customers in terms of size of revenue or sales. And so we immediately assume they're our best customers. And yet, sometimes they are actually our worst customers because of what they actually take out of the company from a profitability and what they deliver to the company from profitability. So a far better metric, a best, is profitability as opposed to revenue. Okay, so here that begs the question, how do we measure customer profitability? Now that's a little trickier question. So there's three things that I look at when I'm thinking about customer profitability. One is just the project profitability. So what if I take the portfolio of that customer's projects and I add or average out weighted average the profitability of those projects, then that would be one definition of customer profitability. However, most of us have these big customers that we have kind of interwined to our entire organization. And we start giving away free services to them. We give them free design. We give them uh, free returns. We just let, let them move their projects all over the map and disrupt all of our other customers' uh, maps. And so when you look at the net profitability, it's not often what the project profitability says because we're contributing other resources to them uh, that, that come at a cost to our company. And then the third dimension is um, of, uh, how well do they work within our company culture? Are they costing me employees because they're caustic customers to deal with and they're being very um, hard on my employees. And so then all of a sudden they're running my employees off and I'm having to rehire to deal with a customer that's not, one, not my best. That's a very important point. I know a lot of our most mature customers do actually have to fire some of their customers. I mean, Bradley, that, that's something you must see. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it's um, for all the reasons Joel talked about, but I think we at Navigate and at Solutions 360 really try and push, you know, process. Um, and I was just reading a Dr. Deming quote, and he says, if you don't know how to define process, you don't know what you're doing. So right. everything's a process. And many of us are trying to standardize it. We're trying to build standards for quality. We're trying to build repeatability. We're trying to build um, growth and sustainability, onboarding, all those things derived from process. And yet oftentimes when I hear the word best, it means, yeah, but they're also special because they're our best. Right. And special means that we're just gonna throw everything out, kitchen sink all together when it comes to process because they're special because they're our best. And then we start to train people that there's two sets of cultures. There's the cultures for the small people and there's the cultures for the big best. And this let the games begin because then it becomes about gamesmanship, hypocrisy. Joel brought up kind of the, the opportunity cost. If I'm somebody working a project, working it well, I'm a junior salesperson and this big best came in and took all my resources away, totally wrecked my customer uh, reputation. What's in it for me? And so it, it's, it's that kind of schism between or chasm between best and worst that to me is very troubling. Great point. I mean, certainly what we see our most mature customers doing, you know, as a best practice is at least on a quarterly basis, ranking all of the customers and starting with GP, seeing where do we make the most dollars, but balancing it with gross margin, because you have to have that balance of margin and dollars. If you have high dollars at low margin, that's risk. 
you know, you're risking your labor. Your, if anything goes wrong, you have, you have no cushion. And you're certainly not maximizing the labor force if you've got high dollar, low margin business. Um, the other thing we see is that they're very careful about allocating resources to those customers so that they understand not just from the project, as you said, Joel, but you know, when I'm doing a service call, even though the service call is only half an hour and I'm just giving them advice, we should be logging that time. We need to understand the burden cost and the resource we're putting into that interaction with, with every customer. Uh, let me ask you another question. Um, we sometimes hear that I have this customer because they have a strategic value for us. You know, is, is that a, a fair assessment? Is that something we need to think about? Joel, do you want to try that? So often when you are courting a customer and it comes in at low margin, the first excuse or deflection is, well, they're strategic. And then you try to understand, well, what's strategic about them? Well, they increased our revenue. That is not strategic, that's tactical. So there are times and places to go after a new market, to go after a new valuable customer who is a voice in the industry for strategy purposes. But what most of us fail to do is ever go back and check, did, that, did we achieve a strategic objective? Instead, we race to the bottom, get a lot of revenue in, and are really happy that we just stay there. So you got to have a plan to get out of, your, out of your strategy and into profitability. And you got to have a plan to leverage your strategy and know when, to, know when to change the game. Otherwise, you get stuck with an idea that was a good idea, but it harms you in the long run if you don't know how to move out of the position you're, you got yourself into. Great, great advice. And I think a, Any, a key, oh, sorry. I mean, a, another key based on just that strategy in the market is defining different measures for best. How many referrals can we use from right. that customer? That's right. I mean, especially if, again, we're, we're buying into a market, is our plan to leave that market or, or a year from now have 10 customers from that one customer? That was a strategic investment. So it's that long, I'll say a longer term strategy versus shorter term, just hitting the books. And again, what are we really counting? Are we counting revenue, counting sales? Or are we truly counting true profitability? Great. Well, as always, fantastic advice from both of you. I appreciate your time today. And uh, we'll, we'll see each other soon, I'm sure. I'm sure. Thanks. Thanks, Bradford. Take care.